Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. There's truth to the adage that life is short. We all have precious little time on this earth, and that time should be spent in peace, joy, and ultimate fulfillment. No one should settle for anything less. That quote came from my next guest's website, Chris Yonker. Chris helps CEOs, family businesses, and celebrities plug back into their souls, discover the roadblocks and the mindsets holding them back to get clear on the life they want to live, build strategies into their life to get there, and create the permanent behavior changes needed to be the person who loves and lives that life. So my next guest, we're going to talk about that. Chris Young. Chris, thanks so much for joining me today. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Chris, I've looked over your website. It's great information. It's, uh, it's soothing just, just to read it. Tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and, and what you do to help people. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, well, I probably, most folks, I had a, a challenging childhood um, gr- growing up in the Midwest. And one thing I had made a distinction early on is that there is, there's, a, there's a distinct difference between what was going on internally in me and what was happening externally. And we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. But it, it kind of led me into this, this dive into really truly mastering uh, myself uh, at many levels. Uh, I've, uh, since that time, I've um, studied NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming. I, uh, I also started studying uh, a bit of time in Eastern philosophy, spirituality. I've spent over 30 years studying a, a uh, specific martial art, um, became a tenured master in that. I've been studying Ashtanga Yoga now for quite some time, or practicing, I should say, and uh, as well as, as meditation. And what from that that basis, um, I've ha- I've also uh, have over 20 years of corporate experience working at 3M, and and even into the leadership realm. And and about 10 years ago, I started doing uh, executive coaching as well as just basic business consulting. And here's what I found, Bill. It was really interesting. The CEOs I was working with, <laughs> I realized a lot of them were stressed out didn't have a lot of joy, didn't have a lot of peace, didn't have a lot of ha- happiness or, or ease in their lives. And I'm like, huh, this is pretty interesting. And it really put me on the trajectory of, of a mission of like, how do, how, do, how do we get folks to really enjoy, you know, some people are like, I want to leave a legacy. What if I could live the legacy? And there's, there's a massive distinction between those two things. That's great. That's a great, interesting background. So you've gone on a personal journey, and you also worked in the corporate environment. And, yeah, as we look at uh, 
I think a lot of us look at people, maybe maybe they're our bosses, maybe they're people uh, uh, that we respect and we think they have it all together, but oftentimes uh, that's not the case. They're, they're, everybody in some way, shape, or form probably thinks there must be more to it than this. Yeah, I mean, you're right on. In fact, um, there's, there's, like, there's so many folks that I've worked with that other folks will look at the out like celebrities, right, people with with different names, and you look at them and say, well, you know, they have all these things. And I start talking, I'm like, man, shit, I'd like to have their homes and their money, right? And but they're they're not happy. That's why they they hired me. They're 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 because whatever. Here's the issue: what they set themselves up to chase and achieve was always something outside themselves. That as soon as they obtained it, it wasn't enough because there there was still like a, a hole in their bucket, if you will, Bill. And they they kept trying to fill that hole over and over again, pouring more water in. But it was it was it's an endless cycle. Yeah, good point. Um, now these days, of course, we've we've got a lot of stresses going on, external stresses. It might be affecting our families. It might be unemployment. It might be health issues. Uh, there, it might just be that uh, I think more and more today, people are dealing with constant kind of uh, guilt or grief. Um, guilt maybe because they're they're not affected and, and friends of theirs are or fam- or family members are or maybe uh, grief because they are affected or family members are so it's con- it's an, an extra level of stress these days if someone's kind of reevaluating their life due to the pandemic and realizing that they're not where they want to be what's a first step that they can take towards uh, happiness yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And, and you're right. The COVID has really um, it's it's done a few things here. One is it's it's reminded us of our own mortality um, at a pretty deep level. The second thing it's done is it's massively disrupted um, the marketplace. Um, as, as you know, some folks are impacted, and some, as you just said, some folks folks aren't. However, what I see happening is this has already started, but now there's there's a much more focus on this almost conscious, conscious level of consciousness or spirituality awakening occurring that is in essence sewing so, back into these companies. I mean, there's people are sitting out there and they say, well, okay, you know, I think a lot of folks are thinking, well, how am I going to work on my exit bill when I'm just trying to get to the next 12 months, <laughs> right, or two years? Like this has a whole right, other right, right. huge distraction to folks. Um, but the fact of the matter is this is an amazing time to check in and really say, you know, if you do need to rebuild, maybe some people need to, it's a chance to rebuild what you want, not necessarily what you've had. And this is also a great time to center back on to like, well, what is I really out to do? What do I want? A lot of companies and folks, the baby boomers that, that are in the audience that run businesses, they probably have a lot of millennials working for them, right? And we got to look at right. what do millennials really want, what do they desire. If you want to build in a company with full engagement of the people, we've also got to map out, we've got to line up what those folks want for themselves personally to what they're trying to accomplish with the business itself. And millennials typically buy experiences. They're not buying consumer goods nowhere near what past mm-hmm. generations have. And, mm-hmm. and we, want to, we want to line that up and understand that. Okay, well, what's that mean? What's the experience about? What are they looking for? Well, there's an element of being in the moment with an experience. I'm sure you want, to, you want to reference it in the past. And I think it's a great, amazing time to, to in essence, 
look at how do I reboot and how do I get grounded? And so this is, Chris, okay, great. How do I do that? Well, when the folks hire me, one of the first things I get them to do is is meditating. And I've had so much flipping resistance from, you know, because I've worked with high achievers, very successful entrepreneurs. They have very, typically very good companies. I'm not a turnaround guy. And I'm like, shit, man, I don't got time for that. I don't have time to meditate. <laughs> I said, but what if you could, what if you created more space so you could get more done? And so I, we have to have, and so they, they, here's the interesting thing. A massive amount of the clients I've worked with that resisted me on the front side of that ended up saying it was one of the biggest gifts I gave them in some of the work that we did together. Because it, 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 it got them out, and here's what it did, Bill, it gets them out of their head. And the challenge is when you're looking to plan in the future, and things that you said, there's worries, there's all these other things externally that we're looking at, we're assigning meaning to those things. And when the stress comes from very simply, and this is simple but complicated, the stress comes from resisting which you don't like in your external reality. There's something external reality, you don't like it. And my, both my parents were in the ER this week. I don't like it. My dad's in the hospital right now. I don't like it. But it's reality. It's the reality of it. I'm, and I'm doing the best I can not to let it affect my neurology because it's not helpful to anyone anyway. So accept, understanding we accept what is and create space to ground ourselves is extremely essential to do so and get out of our head. And that's because it's in our head. We're running movies of what we don't want, worrying about things, creating conditions and things in our brain, and that's what's manifesting, creating the emotions that we're experiencing right now. And the challenge is, Bill, most folks aren't self-aware enough to pay attention to this. It just runs kind of on its own, like their brain runs their lives. So in essence, what meditation does outside of gets you in the moment, it also activates a higher sense of self-awareness so that you could bring that into so many different things that we get to work on when I work with folks because we can't change what we don't notice. If I can't calibrate what's going on, I can't improve it. Does that make sense? makes a ton of sense. Let's start with uh, uh, you, you can imagine uh, a family situation that um, both, uh, let's say, husband and spouse, husband and wife, both work from home now. Uh, their kids are at home. Uh, maybe, they're, maybe their parents are at home. They're just, they're, it's cramped and they're, you know, they're all working together trying to get along, wondering how long this thing's going to last. And they're looking for uh, that space. Every time they turn around, there's another stress. Uh, let's talk about, uh, give our listeners who, who might not be familiar with meditation uh, a quick primer. Uh, what are the, the basic steps? How long do you do it? And what do you strive to think or not think? Great, great question. Okay. Um, so first off, I'm going to promote a couple apps here. Um, Calm, C-A-L-M, or Headspace, H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E. Both are available on a smart device or online. Um, I think it's guided meditation is what they introduce. is a good way to develop some training wheels. Um, because typically the ideal meditation really is to fill the mind. That's the ultimate objective. But to, it's hard for someone to go there. It'll give you some, some key elements. So one of the key elements is you can't really do it wrong. There isn't a wrong way. When, for a lot of folks that are business owners, they're achievement-driven. 
they're they, they're goal drivers. They want to get things done. So they're trying to trying to win the game, if you will. You can't win the game because it's it's virtually impossible for anyone to totally still their mind for a significant period of time. So we have to accept that that's okay if and when it happens. The more I resist, this is and this is true in anything in life. The more I resist what's happening the more I basically general, generally manifest more of this condition. So it doesn't get me anywhere, and it kind of pulls, pulls me out of being able to transcend into a deeper meditation. So the rules of the road are find a comfortable place to sit, keep your spine erect, and close your eyes. Quiet. Say, well, I'm at home. It's so busy. It's like, well, I had a, I had a CEO that had a big house that he, he ran his business in, and he used to meditate. He'd sneak away at lunch and he'd meditate in the garage. I mean, so you find you find a place. You find a place to spend 10, 15 minutes, and then you you really want to um, relax and don't be so outcome driven with it. Pay attention to where your mind goes, and if you're following something guided, you want to listen and follow what they're saying. And if your mind goes somewhere else, good, it's going to. Pay attention to where it goes. Bring it back to now. Pay attention to where it goes. Bring it back to now, and that's that's the that's that's a sim, very simple approach to, to doing that. But creating space is really the most important piece because if we don't create space, then we're not going to create the time to sit down and go like, well, what do I really want? What do I what do I what do I what, what, what's this whole thing about in life for me? What's ideal life mean to me? And 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 that's something like I'm looking at this build my business to a certain point. I'm working with several clients right now that are within less than 10 years of exiting, usually closer to five, right? Now. Once I have right now, it's like closer to five. But regardless, they want, to, they want to enjoy the journey and the process now. And also, how do, I, how do I make sure that when I bring someone else in here, they're enjoying, enjoying the journey too, right? I mean, why did we create the business to begin with? Those are really good questions for people to ask themselves. Was it to prove something to somebody? That's great. But that's only going to go so far, right? Like it's only going to go so far. Or is it because yeah. you um, wanted to have power, and that's fine, but that's only going to go so far. So some of these things, these reasons, these rationales that we might have leveraged that if we weren't conscious enough when we started our business, it's, a, it's an evolutionary process. When I find when I work with CEOs, it becomes more, it's, it's like it's a healing process because in order for them to let go, which, as you know, is one of the biggest challenges of, of leaving a business, Letting go of that business, especially when it's tied to your identity and all these other illusions that we've created, it's what ideally is it that I want to step into and how do I want to live the rest of my life? How do, how do, I, how do I want that to look and feel? Great. Yeah, really, uh, really good tips within what you just said. And um, I think our, any listener that's listening to that, I think uh, my, my question was more like, a uh, typical CEO would ask, what's the workflow to meditation, <laughs> right? And, you know, hey, there's there's some steps to it. You can find out about it. But uh, it's not it, it's not a, as structured an exercise that, as uh, we would like it to be. So let's – you talked about something earlier, and that was creating space um, and uh, so that you had time to think about this stuff, work on this stuff, work on your future and happiness. And uh, how can someone create space to work on the future when they don't even feel that they have enough time to get through today? Yeah, it's a great question. So what I found is, um, if I could just came across the company, with this, this was a scenario. And there's, it's a greatest story. There's two great stories that people have. And they're both the stories that are built on lack. 
And one story is, I don't have enough money. And the other story is, I don't have enough time. And this is just basically generally a human condition. And most people will buy those stories, so we sell those stories to ourselves and to other people. But at the end of the day, we all have time for what's essential. I did not have time scheduled in my day bill to manage my, my mom's health, my dad's health, finding someone to come in home in the house to provide care for my mom, and then also figure out where they're going to go next and where can I find long-term care. But I found a day and a half worth of time to be on the phone making phone calls to doctors, the caseworkers, you can imagine, right? So, wow, that happened. How did that happen? I didn't have the time before. So we will always create time for what's important. We have to accept that as reality, period. I had a CEO who had, had his daughter was, had a health condition. All of a sudden, he was on a plane within 24 hours and lived, down, lived thousands of miles away from his business for three weeks and ran his business remotely so he could be with his daughter. We will make time for what's important. The challenge with this, though, is, 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 is there's an illusion that there's always more time. There's always more time. I can do it later. It's not urgent. It goes back to Stephen Covey's, right, the, the, the seven habits. And it's, go, it's in that quadrant of like, oh, important but not urgent. And we tend to react to what's urgent. But if you're a CEO and you're out there and you're running a, you know, $20 million, $50 million, $200, $500 million business plus, you should be spending 75% of your time on strategy and people and vision. That's where you should be spending your time anyway. But a lot of CEOs of companies those sizes aren't. But that's really where it should be anyway. So how do I get there? Well, you deal with what's critical right now. You build a 90-day plan and, and deal with it. I get it. But you have to have, you know, it's not like you have to sit down for five hours. Down for an hour. And what, what have you learned? And I would ask anyone out there, what's been the greatest gift and I, of COVID? What's been the greatest gift to you? And it's say, why would I have? It's not a gift. It's, uh, it's, it's awful. I, I understand. I mean, I've, we've lost friends. I mean, it's, it's not something I'm, I'm, I'm happy about. However, there's been gifts. I've spent more time with my family than I did before. I start my days differently than I did before. There are things that we're doing differently that we, we never really did. So it's improving our level of consciousness in regards to what we truly desire and, and appreciate. And there is there is a gift here if you look for it. Chris, really, really fascinating to hear your your viewpoints and your your insights. Uh, and I've been looking at your website; it's fantastic. It's a good place for people to go and learn more about what who you are and what you do. And I would imagine. Uh, one of the things that uh, you might make yourself available for on the website is uh, there's a there's a place where people can ask for information to become the architect that builds a life and a business by choice, not by chance. Uh, you have a free vision workbook there. Um, the website is chrisyonker.com. Uh, is there anything specifically that you would recommend that people look at to learn more about what you do and how you do it? Um, no, that, it's, a, it's a great starting point, and there's also uh, and one of uh, you, you hosted me prior to Bill and I have a podcast uh, link there as well on my podcast page, so I do have some other podcasts that I've, I've been on. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out, and, and uh, we we can if you do 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 ask for the newsletter, we'll we'll be happy to put you other than that newsletter, but ask for the workbook. Terrific. So it's it's great information, and uh, I I took a whole bunch of notes. And I hope our listeners will take heed because this is a time when more than ever people need to find their calm, find their uh, their uh, uh, a serene spot where they can command and lead 
from a position of strength instead of being pulled every which way. So, Chris, I, I, I would love to have you back again sometime in the future. I hope you will take me up on that because I really enjoyed today's interview. It. And uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Bill. Have a good day. Take care. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 